0: Hello, welcome to another fine edition of Chopped Greens. I am your host Philip Emmert, sitting alongside—well, that would be just lying to the people, Gary. I'm not actually sitting anywhere near you today. I'm more so looking at your beautiful face from afar because we are separated by space, not time.
1: Wow. Yeah, I I miss you, um, like the Blink 182 song says. Don't waste your time. Mm. I mean, you're already the voice inside my head.
0: <laughs> you know what's funny is that uh, a couple things. One, that I each and every week I can mark that indeed it has been another week in case I ever get worried that I'm in a time loop by noticing that the hair on your face, uh, specifically around your mustachialed area, has indeed grown. And then, little by little. Uh, the other,
1: yes, little by little. Little
0: by little. The other thing is, if you do not follow Gary Voucher on Snapchat, see if you can find a way. This is just a free plug for your for your social media because <laughs> I, I I enjoy you don't post often. You post about like maybe once, maybe twice a week, uh, and I just enjoy watching on Snap the just the most the most random of thoughts cross your mind from from week yes. to week, just time to time. My 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 personal favorite this week was you yearning for a simpler time, you wanting. For a simpler life of when you were in high school going to places and hanging out just just like existing outside
1: of a business man like I was at QT getting some gas and there's just like three teenagers like yelling at each other and just kind of like walking in a circle like talking animatedly outside of QT and I was like oh man remember when we used to just go places and just post up and do nothing what a freaking life
0: what a life. Yeah. What, a, what a life free of responsibility. Because you were living on somebody else's dime, not your own. So therefore you didn't have to do things. You didn't have to plan mornings to be up for. You didn't have, uh, you didn't have breakfast to schedule your whole life around. I know I do. <laughs> These are the things I care a lot about. And funny enough, we are going to review this week a movie called I Care A Lot. Now, what I found to be interesting amongst many things about this film... I, I try my best not to look at the reviews before I actually watch a movie, especially here, yeah. Excuse yeah. me, especially if I'm going to be reviewing it for Chopped Greens. Um, if, if not, then, then maybe I'll, I'll check out and dive a little bit more into it just to kind of get it. But I really hate to have something taint my thought process going into a film and really curb where I'm already pre-diagnosed on where to go. Uh, but what I what I found uh, in surprise upon looking at the reviews after this, actually just minutes ago, is that this film actually didn't get that good of reviews. It got about six out of tens. It got uh, yeah. it got about three out of fives. It, it really did not uh, get Garner any great reviews. And I I guess I have a couple reasons as to why. I didn't think that this was anywhere near the st- standard of last week's film by any stretch of the imagination. So it's not like it surprised me that it was lower than where where the excellence that we faced last week. But... It still doesn't mean that it 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 surprised me that it it still went around six sixty percent of of all reviews. Did you just in general? did that surprise you that it didn't garner as strong reviews as as perhaps at least I thought it might have uh, coming out of the film?
1: It, it was one of those situations that we've been having a lot recently where the critics quite enjoyed it for the most part, but you know the regular people, I guess you could say the. Uh, hmm. Common folk, the people who are going m- to watch this movie more, were very divided on it. You know, the old Rotten Tomatoes, which right. I don't think is you know a reliable source, but still, you know, very good with critics, terrible with audiences, and I think it's because of um, the main character and the fact that some people might find everybody in the movie repulsive and unrelatable, which they are. And it, <laughs> I didn't think was terrible about it, but um, I, I I was a little bit surprised because I I enjoyed it. You know, obviously it's uh, not at the level of Judas or Anything like that, but I thought it was um a, a really fun watch. it's kind of the you know crutch of my review, and then people were like, "This is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life." I was like, "Oh, okay, chill." This this is why I get yeah, off Twitter, man, because these opinions they're crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I guess let's let's dive into why perhaps I feel it got something of a raw shake but at the end of the day i'm not too upset about it uh so first of all the lead actress let's let's go through our our our, uh our list here rosamund pike plays marla grayson peter dinklage plays roman Lunyov, although we don't know that until later on so uh isa gonzalez plays fran diana weist uh plays jennifer peterson and kind of to just uh Odd everything out. Cena plays Dean yep. Erickson. He's probably the last, last one that I would really want to hone in on. Uh, and of course, Rosamund Pike. I would just say she is an actress. Is a perfect per- cast always for evil in a pretty. Oh package. yeah, so,
1: like the the like uh, stoic sociopath is. Um, yeah, I mean obviously yeah, with think Gone of, Girl and then this, it's just I was going to say
0: Gone Girl obviously is is the the height of this to your career yeah. probably this this. Cements that uh that in showcasing her ability to pull that off. Correct me if I'm wrong, Gary, but did she receive a nomination for Gone Girl?
1: Uh, yeah, I think she received an Oscar for not an Oscar, but a nomination for Best Actress. I'm, I I and if she didn't, then it's a you know a, a war crime. But yeah,
0: right. I I think for me and why I kind of want to okay. So so the story. The story is kind of a weird synopsis. Go ahead and, and give the people what they want because I think you give the best five-second synopsis. Yeah, let's say
1: um, this revolves around the world of guardianship where old people who have no one to take care of them are given as wards of the state, and there is a woman, played by Rosamund Park, named Marley Grayson, who basically games the system. She finds uh, rich old people, takes over their lives, uh, basically th- lies about the fact that they need help, throws them into care facilities and takes all their money and, um, you know, says that it's all for goodwill, but she's just a a shark, you know. And then uh, and then obviously the premise is she gets she finds a really rich, mysterious old lady who seems like the perfect target because she's got no connections and great setup because she turns out to be very, very dangerous.
0: Yes. Yes, she does. So. All right, so again, going from this point forward, I think that it's probably all spoiled town, so if you haven't already, just pause. I'm not going to say stop, but just pause right it now. Out. And go watch. Yeah. I care a lot on Netflix. Yeah. And then come back to us afterwards. It's it's an enjoyable ride. I'll, I'll spoil that aspect of it. It's an enjoyable ride, if nothing else. Okay. Now that you are back, I think, Gary, this has been a weird movie for me in that I can see why the acting is highlighted as much as it is, especially for Golden Globes. I believe Rosamund won the Golden Globe, for, yes, in, for in Best a, Lead in musical Actress. musical
1: or comedy category, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: In a musical or comedy category. And I can see why it's highlighted, the acting as a whole, because the script's dialogue seems lacking. Like, the entire interaction between the Doctor and, the, and Rosamund Pike introducing Jennifer Peterson as a character really highlighted to me just how weak... The dialogue was, uh, to a point within the film, I'd say the first two-thirds of the film, the dialogue really seems to lack that, or maybe it's just the acting is just that good, where you can see that there are just discrepancies within what the characters are saying and just how... Well, the actors are making whatever dribble that they're saying just come across as so believable, so above board of anything that the that the dialogue would normally restrict somebody to. Did did you find that to be a a reoccurring theme for yourself while watching this? You
1: know, it's funny. The um the dialogue didn't bug me. What did bug me was some of that on the nose stuff. And I am all for a boss bitch movie, right? Where it's, it's all about female, oh, empowerment, yeah. but it's, it's, it's just kind of funny <laughs> when a character goes off a, and it's like, you may be a man, but guess what? And it sometimes the, on the nose yeah. dialogue can work, but it's, it just seems kind of corny in, in a lot of ways. Um, I, I suppose it makes sense for the character. And really Rosamund Pike does like a, an amazing job with whatever she's served. But, um, that, that, that type of dialogue always bugs me whenever people are just saying straight up, like, social justice, and I am a social justice warrior, but I just would not want to write it like that. You know what I mean?
0: You, yeah, no, I know. It, it, tell me if this is how you felt. I, I felt this way going throughout, and it, and it matched this point as well as a lot of others. It it took a lot of issues or events or actions so beyond aggressively promoting them, it, it made it as if it's already normalized. And what I mean by that is much to your yeah. point of the female empowerment aspect, it it went above and beyond the the, the sense of of it being uh, a point of emphasis to at least explore and de- devolve in or excuse me uh, to explore yeah. and to inspect further into. Instead, it just took it as a oh just accept that and and let's go forward. Oh okay okay that's I guess that's fair, but it's just it's that's an interesting point. I I perhaps think you could have done more service to this film had you explored Uh another one is vaping. I thought that it, it, this is like the first <laughs> yeah. film. Weirdly enough that it took that action of vaping so so beyond aggressively just beating your head on it on the on uh, with I the feel point. like point. It have actually just it like normalized ago, it because
1: I have you know I used to vape. I haven't seen like a little mod like that for, like quite a while. Maybe it's cuz I stopped vaping, but um I just thought it was a little bit uh it's an interesting character choice I suppose she Vapes. Um, yeah, th- that's what's funny about this movie is um, they they give these characters like like a thing, which is it feels kind of like, like a gangster movie, right? Like Peter Dinklage, he buys eclairs and he eats them very delicately while he threatens your life. And Rosman Pike vapes as she does her next connive, which it's silly, but the whole movie is kind of silly. And I actually enjoy them giving the characters that stuff. It's just, um, you know, oh, they, yeah, some weirdly. Yeah succulent shots of Rosamund Pike like, vaping. <laughs> it's just a little bit weird. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah for, for better or worse, I'd say that there one thing that this film does have going for it is consistency. The good things you like about this film are consistently good in this film. And unfortunately, though, that means that the bad things that show there and rear their ugly little heads are consistently there throughout the film as well. Uh, and uh, there's something to be said for that because it's kind of like McDonald's, yeah. right? You go up to a McDonald's and uh, you, you like their breakfast sandwiches. They're going to be great everywhere pretty much, which is <laughs> which is nice to know and comforting. But if for some reason you just you don't enjoy their nugget sauce, it's not like all of a sudden their barbecue sauce is going to get any better at, at a different location than it is at one location. So uh, with that being said, I think... Um, I think a lot of the interactions between the characters are absolutely delicious. I think when we first get introduced to Jennifer Peterson uh, and Marla Grayson, uh, that interaction between the two of, of just shifting of, I can't believe that this is actually happening from where we started, which was she had all the power. She was safe within her house. She was about to sit down and have some dang tea. And then uh, she's like, who are you? Are you with my doctor? Wait, what? uh it was absolutely fantastic and then rosamund pikes of course had had it down to a science where she's so incredibly comfortable she's been seen this scenario a thousand times but still at the same point she has a has an image to to protect and really what's her focus just you have a beautiful house you have an absolutely beautiful house we oh my god i cannot wait to sell this house but you need to go you need to go Yeah. yeah this is it's care number one. She's kind one. of doing
1: her own version of um, the Keith Stanfield's acting where we know what she knows and what the other characters don't know. And she's like wrestling with that in their mind, like when she's in court and she's, you know, saying that she's this poor, helpless woman or when she arrives at the house and puts on her smile. It's, it, it's great. And um, yeah, I think that the scenes with her and Jennifer, uh, the scenes with her and the lawyer, Dean, and the scenes with her and mm. Peter Dinklage are all you know, great, you know, really, really good have two people sit down across from each other and talk scenes, which I hate when movies have those because they can typically just ruin everything. Um, and writers like to think that, oh, I'm going to have two people one-up each other for five minutes Look at me. It usually doesn't work. But in this movie, probably mainly because of the actors, it it, it definitely does. And um, I love the one-upsmanship and the little clever lines and all that stuff. You see, that's where the dialogue didn't bug me um, in those moments.
0: No, I guess not uh, because it gave us an excuse to see – two tremendous actors on screen uh, with any of those interactions I, I really did enjoy a lot of the interactions but i thought that i enjoyed them so much that it really highlighted just how bad the dialogue was maybe again that that sounds like it's a personal preference what have you and that's fine but you brought him up peter dinklage man i <laughs> i am all here for Adapt up I peter Dinklage. i freaking
1: love him oh my god
0: Dude, this was this was fantastic. What a what a great job by Peter Dinklage. I I think you you certainly whenever you have Marla Grayson on one scale, she was doing fantastic job. But this was so so different than anything I've seen Peter Dinklage yeah. in specifically. I've never seen him truly dapped up. Usually he's playing. Uh, either a funny character for thinking pixels for some weird reason, I, I um, or Game of Thrones and old whatever. But this is like the absolute badassery badass of Peter Dinklage, just in a suit, eating a slow eclair. Uh, just absolutely, he's terrifying. He absolutely owns that of being absolutely above all terrifying in this. Force within this film that that is almost like uh, John John Wick, just in a more commanding presence, where you you feel his power throughout the entire film. Of go do what he says, or else or else you will suffer the consequences. And I don't know if that's just tremendous acting by by uh, Nicholas Logan, who plays Alexi, uh, and and he does a, a tremendous job himself. I don't know if it's just what whatever it is peter dinklage it's it's more than likely just him putting on a an acting clinic and i i love it i love peter dinklage's acting in here and it's it's absolutely probably one of my him and him and rosamund pike are just my my two highlights of the film and i don't know how you can walk away not sharing the same sentiment
1: it's also he does a really good job of being um, vulnerable you know you can i mean he just wants his mommy and you feel that the whole time Because yeah. you know a lot of times th- these gangster villains Can be one note the ooh scary He's going to cut your balls off and feed you to a crocodile Whatever but Peter Dinklage is like No he's going to cut your balls off and feed you to a crocodile And he really wants his mommy back And he's sad about it <laughs> And that's where his strength has always been Obviously with, with Tyrion that character is Has a you know hard outside And is just a total sweetheart And it's the same thing with this character Except you know he also is a sex trafficker Or whatever And that's a a good foray into what a lot of people had a problem with in this movie. And I didn't have a problem with it. I just wanted to talk about it because really the whole movie is terrible people who are irredeemable doing terrible, irredeemable things to each other. That is it, man. Like, there's no, I mean, there's no protagonist and antagonist to me. I suppose there is a protagonist, but. There's no the moral good. The protagonist
0: maybe, Yeah, the protagonist may be Fran. I mean, if we're going to go by a protagonist who, who has,
1: like, the biggest journey, right? That's probably, um, you know, uh, Rosamund Pike. But there's no. She doesn't really realize, like, the flaw of her ways, which is why it's a tragedy. But, you know, the point is she's trying to defraud old people, and this guy wants his mom back so he can, you know, keep making money for the sex trade and whatever. It's, um, you know, right from the beginning, you are basically told in her opening monologue that she's just a, a shit person. Um, yeah. And I didn't have a problem with that. It, it makes for a, a weird viewing experience because you're not rooting for anybody. You just want to kind of see how it turns out, which is still engaging because you're like, this is ridiculous. What's going to happen next? Um, but then it gets a little bit weird because... She's like 50% like trying to be a like feminist icon boss bitch type character but then she ends up just being a trash bag anyways which I suppose maybe the whole point of the movie is you know it's like a critique of being greedy capitalism whatever like she could not give up her greed and then she like paid the price for it no matter how cool you know, or boss bitch she is, um, but it's it's just strange because they kind of start this like feminist commentary, but then everyone in the movie sucks so bad that it doesn't it doesn't matter, and maybe that's the point. But it didn't um, play off as well as it could. Well, when have.
0: you say well, well, when you say sucks so bad, you're just saying within the moralities exactly. of their of their yeah. character, not not at any point of the actor's work. Yeah, or, just like or, the character's moral yeah.
1: compass. She has none. I mean. Her, her whole driving factor is that she wants to be rich. And so the character is essentially a sociopath and it's hard for audiences to identify with the sociopath, especially when it's it's revealed that her, she doesn't have any deeper motivation. It's not like she's writing some wrong, like her dad used to beat her. And so she's going like, to kill all the men, right? It's like literally she just wants to be rich and, uh, and, and that's it. Um, and this, yeah, I, th- I
0: think you, I think you bring up a tremendous point here where I, I know myself, I, I felt I, I didn't know in what direction they were going, whether or not they were fully accepting that this person is irredeemable, or if this person, they were trying to give have a soft spot with that first initial interaction where the guy spits on her. I get it, that's a tremendously shitty thing to do. When, when, you know that I, nobody uh, condones that type of behavior but that doesn't create a, a character that i have overall throughout the entire film a soft spot for now that that one action of of negativity towards her does not redeem her entire character of and her mountain of ill will placed very strongly throughout the rest of the throughout the film that for me does not allow a redeemable character Arc to happen throughout the entire thing, so it, it makes for an interesting viewing. Much to what you said, where you're not entirely, <laughs> you're not entirely for anybody. In fact, I think that you could honestly, when when bad things happen to certain people, you actually somewhat root. Dude, I for was like it. wanting
1: the Peter Dinklage character to like win for a hot minute, and I was like, what is wrong with me? Oh He's yeah, like a, a sex trafficker, and then I was like, ooh, but Rosemond Pike's gonna get it back, and I'm like, no, screw her, I. I love my grandma. I don't like this lady at all. <laughs> you know.
0: I know. I know. It, it it creates a mountain of ill will that you just can never truly get over. And I I she's still an interesting character. However, it's it's a first for me where I, I think we've even seen a lot of anti villains. I I think probably the the biggest one for me that I can think of as an example is Chronicles of Riddick. Riddick. Uh, Vin Diesel as Riddick's uh, and, um, character. An,
1: an, anti heroes. Yeah,
0: yeah, just in anti heroes where there's still redeemable factors even within an anti hero. Probably, I think Loki's probably going to be the next one for like Marvel where you'll you'll just see redeemable factors in, no, exactly. uh, throughout a yeah. despicable I person. Mean,
1: Han Solo is an anti hero, but he's like a hero. You know, I mean, you can always see where their good is in Marla Grayson straight up. <laughs> it's just a sociopath (laughs) no just a horrible
0: person just just there's almost no redeeming qualities you're completely right there are moments where you want peter dinklage's character roman to win i mean at the core of his
1: motivation he wants his mommy and even at the end he gives her a little tearful hug and all all rosamund pike wants is to be rich like she says to the point where you can use money as a weapon which there's no why it's just like i really want the goddamn money um and that's what I think mainly people had a problem with. Um, I I didn't, but I think I think that they could have kept it that way. And the message of the story, whatever it was, maybe could have been played off a little bit better. I think that a lot of that to me is because of the clunky last thirty to forty five minutes. Um, I yeah,
0: was... yeah. I, I I'd say, tell me if you if you feel differently. But the movie stops a lot of its momentum of its one uppingness to get a serious tone. So if if not, if it's not already dead stopped by the moment that she is kidnapped and woken up, if it's not all altogether stopped there, because I think that there's certainly damning interest. Uh, you're held at knife point visually to just continue watching because you're like, how on earth do they want to up this? Uh, it's completely It completely stops pretty much the moment after he orders her death. Just because from that moment on, it really feels like a different film than, than what, what you what we were watching. It, it kills all the t- all the momentum, all the tone that it, that it really had set previously, uh, which I think dives into uh, another discussion where the the movie's labeled as a dark comedy uh, film first and foremost. And I got to be honest with you Gary I I think that this is a film that perhaps to fulfill that that quota that part of its genre really demands an audience cuz I did not find I think I looking back on it and just and finding that it's supposed to be it was advertised to be a comedy I think there were maybe two parts that I would have found funny perhaps if an audience was laughing around otherwise I didn't really find it funny and it's not like it if like jokes came through and fell flat for me it was just more so I just didn't actually find it funny whatsoever I it just went over my head that it was supposed to be yeah, funny it's
1: like I think it's dark comedy in the sense that it like the whole movie feels upbeat but it's actually like incredibly dark and sad and people are doing terrible things to each other but it's presented as like sexy and these beautiful colors this cool soundtrack and the vape And so it's kind of like a, amusing in that way I think um And I did find it quite funny that Peter Dinklage took a bite of an eclair and then just dropped it. That was a beautiful-looking eclair. I was like, Roman, come on, bro. Mm. (laughs) But for for me... um,
0: Don't litter with the eclair. um,
1: I was fully on board with what was happening from the beginning all the way up until Marla finds uh, Fran, her lover, beaten almost to death in her apartment. Because then after that, the next 15 to 20 minutes, it turns into this like pseudo Jason Bourne thing where they get like wigs and sedative and break and just it just feels different and I get it like oh this character's gonna do whatever she can to get back on but I'm like okay but y- y'all just changed the whole tone of this movie man it just turned into, into Jason Bourne starring Rosamund Pike and then after that when she's in the hospital with Roman I was like oh this is great great little ending but then There's like this weird montage of her getting rich And then the ultimate ending, her getting shot I think is is great, you know Nice little lesson, tragedy, what have
0: you Yeah, it's probably the ending that this film deserves But yeah,
1: the the execution, man In that last 30 to 45 minutes I thought was a little bit bumpy And that kind of took it from uh, Good almost great To just an okay slash good Because I thought that it was just It just felt weird to me, man
0: you're you're right. Uh, you're certainly not wrong. Uh, I thought it was very weird uh, to to continue. Uh, I, uh, there are points where I wish it had ended a little earlier. And then I saying, oh, no, don't end it there. That's just a horrible Your movie as a So, whole again, could be I think it's
1: 15 minutes shorter. A lot of these movies, man, they're at two hours. They could be an hour forty five and and we could just be a little bit snappier with it. And I would be a lot happier about it
0: yeah it was as good of an ending as I think this movie could muster it It felt the most thorough where you could have left some more details aloof you could have left some things to be what they were um and again I, I weirdly enough as it is you how many movies can you say the main protagonist dies at the end and you're completely satisfied with the ending you you feel you feel as if that was completely earned and and it wasn't uh it wasn't sad at all it was more so oh thank god or (laughs) something
1: yep great callback love that actor she deserves it i did see one person pitch well what if at the end somehow marla became a ward of the state and she was controlled by jennifer or roman i was like that's nice either way i mean it has to be a tragedy which is funny it's a tragedy but not a tragedy because she didn't fall very far (laughs) she didn't start off anywhere she just kind of just got worse you know
0: Right, I think um, I've only got about two more notes here, and uh, <laughs> one of them is funky. I'll, I, I just couldn't imagine once the bullets started flying in the Senior Facility Center. I just could not imagine. I, my first thought is, it, and maybe this was probably this was like one of my two moments where I thought, oh, maybe this is supposed to be funny, but <laughs> the moments, uh, I was just can you can you shoot in a senior facility that just seems so disrespectful like i've even i think i've even become more accustomed to people shooting in churches than i have I've in a never senior seen facility a senior which was, which was i fun. i never <laughs> i i know so i was like that is such a weird place to have a shoot 'em up shootout and i didn't even know that the senior care facility members had guns on them well not the members i suppose but the yes, security staff i would had figure guns the on security them.
1: guard had like sedative and a taser but this dude pulled out like a glock yeah and I was like, oh he he's and he, yeah, he some, shot we, first by the way. He just straight up started, started Oh yeah. Tearing down the hallway, man. Yeah,
0: there's some like Desert Eagle action going on. It, it was very distracting by the event of itself yeah. happening, not not uh not not because of shooting in it, in itself, but I did uh I did mention distracting in my last note here. The music, man. You said it was cool. I was completely like sometimes the music again, it, it was consistent. So there's that, uh, but then the EDM helped move the this, this story along at points, but dang, it became a bit too much near the end, man. It it just was really, especially in the middle where it's like, okay, it's really like, I I feel like I would, am I, am I starting to get to a point where I need to pop a Molly in order to enjoy this music? It, it was so... So distracting, man. It, w- it was really getting me out of the film because I'm like, uh, I get it, but the the music should not distract you from the film. It should aid it. And it, it just was like, it yes, exactly. It's just all of a sudden, it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, come on. That's, I, I, don't <laughs> r- I don't need to hear the beat. I don't need to... I like, my, my my gyrations of my hip do not need to go and start yearning for the beat to drop in the film. I, I, I want it to just continue going on the path that it is. It doesn't need to stand Every out. Every time Your she thoughts? vapes,
1: drop the bass. The, uh, the yeah. music is a little bit obnoxious, but to me, it I guess it's wrapped up in the part of the movie that's probably the best, is that this movie, like, really loves itself, and it's very silly. And it's quite fun, honestly. Um, and part of that is the fact that it's got this ridiculous EDM soundtrack with these dresses and the bob haircut and the vape and the eclair. All this shit that's just it's just just fun. I'm a little bit jealous of this premise. I thought it's a, it's a great setup. You know, this uh, person who defrauds old people gets wrapped up in a conspiracy with an old person who has mafia ties. It's kind of, I was kind of, at first, disappointed. I'm like, oh, it's just mafia and diamonds. But then I was like, no, of course it's mafia and diamonds. This movie's crazy. Um... I think that a big thing that took away from it was the fact that Jennifer, the old lady, the great Diane Weiss, just kind of, like, disappeared after, like, an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, and she,
0: such a she great, was great character. And she just kind of
1: wasn't in it anymore, and I was like, you, you got to find a way to work her in there. I mean, she, she's she got to make another appearance. That actress is too good, and the story hinged on her, you know? And I, give me all the Peter Dinklage I could.
0: Maybe, like, a prison escape featuring her exactly. character. She. Yeah, I, I they were they they were edging on it they wanted to they wanted that so bad and they just never committed yeah. to it but yeah uh yeah no that's that's a that's a good point I again the scenes between her and uh, Rosamund Pike were absolutely delicious all of them all were, were truly fantastic uh I I I think it's uh it's it's a it's a weird film where again the and the entire thing is certainly interesting. Holds your interest. You're completely locked in for the entire time. You never feel bored. But at the same time is it enjoyable? Is it is it something that you would recommend and watch again even? I I think not. And and I don't I don't even think it holds true to its initial to its initial genre of comedy very well. Uh, it it's more so it certainly holds the dark part portion of it. And oh, here's a fun little drinking game. Every time Rosamund Pike does the discovery smile, you know that oh, that yeah, moment where she, she just just yeah. yeah she yeah she discovers that something went her way, or she in, is enjoying something. Take a shot. Take a shot of whatever you it is that you take die. a shot of. No, I don't think it's that bad. But it, it was it was edging on the it. Was, I love that word edging. It it was bordered on the line of too much, but it still was enough to where you could see that she <laughs> she was having a lot of fun playing this role, and you could see that she certainly had a character choice in that smile. All right, any any last. Things, uh, Gary? Any last little tidbits? Yeah, you know what's funny is, is you peeps. said, like,
1: I wouldn't recommend it to somebody. I probably wouldn't either, but it's the, kind of, it's the type of movie where I'll be like, hey, did you see I Care a lot? I want to know what you thought about it. Because it's not forgettable. I would recommend it over, like, the dig, but I wouldn't be like, you have to watch it. But if I'm at a party and I'm a little bit buzzed yeah. and. Some topic comes up that like <laughs> makes me think of it. I'm like, dude, did you ever see I Care a Lot? That movie was freaking crazy. What about this? They really messed up when they did that. So it, it'll, it'll. Of course, stick that with would me. that would
0: be your conversation exactly. while buzzed,
1: Gary. That would be your
0: conversation <laughs> while buzzed. Other people would explore the world, would talk about politics, would Care talk Lot, about man. sports. Dude,
1: her freaking haircut, you. crazy. You could cut diamonds <laughs> with that hair, dude. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, it was very straight. It was very kept together.
1: But um overall, no, I, I think um I I'm happy that we watched it. Um it was definitely a ride. Definitely some fun takeaways riding-wise, you know, with um
0: one of Peter Dinklage's best acting performances. For
1: sure. Great complications. I it was a treat to watch Rosamund Pike truly, truly it was. Um but yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I get why she won the Oscar. I just think that if... Uh, yeah. The Oscar, the my Golden God, Globe. the Golden yeah. Globe. The Golden I think Globe.
1: that if they stuck the landing a little bit more with like the ending and or the message, it would be very good. But to me, it's just like, that was, that was good, that was pretty fun, yeah.
0: And I just think if there had been better dialogue even, I, again, your your points about the story itself aren't, aren't moot at all. I just, I would harp more on the dialogue at the beginning because it shines so much through the actor's great performance. But there we are. There's all of I care a lot, whether or not you disagree or not. We, we certainly don't care that much because we are correct. Either way. All right. That's how we feel. Isn't that right, Gary?
1: That's right.
0: (laughs) Just kidding. We, we'd love to hear your opinion. Uh, go ahead and, uh, let us know on, on the socials, as it were, if if you like this movie. If you didn't, whether you agree or disagree that Peter Dinklage eating an eclair, you want to see 20 memes or gifs of it each and every day. It's absolutely fantastic.
1: For... I've cast Gary. Oh, no, Boucher. No Boucher today? Boucher. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> there we are I'm Philip Abrain thank you so much for listening make sure that you subscribe and listen to all of our old episodes uh, whether or not they are Gimme 5 or movie reviews Yeah, both are fun I promise you and we reviewed some uh, clunkers and we've reviewed some some bangers. <laughs> some bangers for sure so make sure to uh, listen wherever you may hear podcasts except for Pandora we don't Screw need
1: you, you Pandora, Pandora.
0: Uh, alright guys I'm not a robber I'm your guardian.